and welcome to Whatever It Takes, a podcast about Degrassi, the next generation. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Holland. And today we're talking about Season 5, Episode 9, Tell It to My Heart. And Kelsey, will you please read us the YouTube summary? I sure will. Oh, it's very short. very short. (laughs) That makes my life super easy. Marco takes a big step in deciding to tell his father about his sexuality. Emma's relationship with Peter puts a strain on her friendship with Manny. Somehow they fucked it up in two sentences. I know. I mean, he does eventually take a big step in talking to his dad about it. But oh, that's no, I not... meant more the second sentence. No, the second one's bad. It's like Emma, it's not putting a strain on her friendship with Manny because she's not telling Manny about it. Yeah, there's like a little awkwardness for a minute, but Manny doesn't suspect anything. It's more like internal. And also relationship is a stretch. I would call it a flirtationship at best. Yeah, for sure. Hans, can you please tell us about Tell It To My Heart? Yes, it is a song by Taylor Dane recorded in 1987. Um... It was a pretty big, like, up-tempo, dance-oriented pop song. And honestly, whenever I just hear the words Taylor Dane, I think of the Tig Notaro um, stand-up bit that she does, which is amazing, and everyone should listen to it. But I really, I like the song. It's, like, poppy, and I like it, and I dance to it. But I think it actually is pretty fitting for the episode. Because uh, it's like deals with matters of the heart in both storylines, I guess. Kinda. Yeah. No, I think that works. Yeah. It's maybe the best it's been in a little while. Yeah. Last episode was just it just I it didn't make any sense at all. Um. But yeah. So it starts out with Marco is at home, and he's like. I don't know. It's like the morning and his dad is like, you still ready to go fishing? And I laughed at the thought of Marco going fishing. It's actually hilarious. It's like Marco going camping or Marco going (laughs) anything really. And then his. I feel like. Sorry. I just I feel like Marco is outdoorsy in the way that I'm outdoorsy in that it's like. I can take a picture and that we're of not this. outdoorsy. Yeah. And that I like getting drunk in parks and that I like taking pictures of pretty nature when I'm on a hike and posting it to Instagram. Like, I feel like Marco and I are very similar in the variety I of ex- outdoorsy we are. I mean, same. I know. Like, I can't do camping. I can't. Ooh, hard pass on camping. No, like, no, 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 no. Like, I keep thinking about, like, oh, like, my friend and I, my friend is, like, really into outdoorsy stuff. We live very different lives. I went to her house, and I'm like, why do you own an axe? And she's like, why don't you? Um, But she she and I were talking about, I'm like, I would really love to do, like, a three-day, like, hiking trip. No. I would love to do that. Because I'm thinking, like, exercise, pretty pictures. And she's like, that would be great. I'll get, like, camping gear. Like, she has camping gear. But she's like, that would be great. Well, like, I already have all this stuff. And I'm like, a lot of people get murdered going camping. <laughs> and a lot of people get murdered on those, like, hikes. And I'm like, maybe not. Also, maybe I just, I just maybe I don't want to be outdoors at nighttime. I just don't want to sleep on the ground. No hard pass. I've done on the so ground. much camping in my life between like Girl Scouts and like other things. And I'm just I don't want to do it anymore. I've done it. I came. I saw I conquered. I can't do it anymore. <laughs> hard pass on that. I don't like camping. My dad loves camping. Also, it's weird, though, like as a human who only washes her hair like twice a week. I'm, like, very afraid of being that far away from a shower. Yeah, that's also gross. I Yeah, and just, like, the bathroom situation. 
And no, even when you have like a shitty like camping bathroom, those are always questionable and nasty too. I feel like I would just spend an entire hiking trip being afraid that I was going to get murdered in the night. Like I would love to hike all day long, get pretty pictures, get some exercise, be like, oh my God, nature. And then like go home and get drunk. Like that's what I want to do. Yeah. Like my version of camping is like, let's get like a cabin somewhere. Ooh, do you want to get a cabin somewhere? Let's get a cabin somewhere. Like in the fall, and we'll drink like cider and be like kind of in the wilderness, but like we'll have a bed and locks on our doors. Yes. Yeah. Because yeah. bears and murderers. Yeah. Yes. I'm on board. And like indoor plumbing. Sorry, guys. We're just <laughs> planning future vacations. It's fine. Um, but Living yeah. Living our best lives. But they weren't even talking about camping. They were talking about fishing, which is also just like boring as hell. Like, No. I don't want to sit on a boat silently fishing. God, my dad and my brother love fishing. I can't do it. My brother goes fly fishing. I'm like, who are you? We're not the. We're not. Related. And you can't even just like zone out and read or something with fly fishing. You have to be standing in the water in like galoshes. Oh yeah, it's super active. No. But also regular fishing is boring. So no. I'm like, maybe I would like fly fishing because regular fishing is boring. Also, I don't even like fish enough that I'm like want to catch my own fish like i don't want to deal with that i don't even want to do catch and release because then it's pointless i don't know i can't no my dad is very confused about my existence because he's like big time like live in the middle of nowhere fishing hunting camping like and he and i'm for yourself yeah and i he's like how how did you i'm like i don't know (laughs) I, i don't know i'm sorry he's like your brother makes sense i don't understand you and your life i'm like i know dad I'm going to see him tomorrow. He's going to be confused about my existence again. (laughs) But anyway, we've gotten literally four seconds into this episode. And then his... We haven't even gotten to what I wrote down. My first thing was about Marco's outfit. Yeah, we can just get into fashion police right now. So Marco, I love his baseball tee. And I think I love his hair like this. I really do like his natural curly hair. His hair throughout this entire episode is on point because he has like his natural hair which is great always but he's doing this weird thing where it's like almost a half up half down it's like a little half pony yeah and it's really cute on him i like it a lot he looks great he can pull like not a lot of people can pull that hairstyle off but he can pull it off he really i think can. it's just because his face is also just so pretty he's got a pretty face but also he has a really good hairline for he does it. he does like his hair like his Forehead doesn't look like bulbous when his hair is pulled all the way back, you know, Mm -hmm. like he has a hairline that's like just like a little bit like it's like the ideal spot. And like he could pull off a man bun. Yeah. Sure. Oh, yeah. Ooh, he would look great with a man bun if that was like this era. Yeah. And but one thing I was not a fan of, he has a bandana tied around his wrist like a bracelet that I was not on board for. Hard pass. (laughs) Um, I didn't even notice that. Uh, I wrote, what is Toby's hat? I know. I was like, why is Toby wearing a beanie? I don't get it. I don't know. I don't like it. Um, Tim looks like Pete Blunt from Fall Out Boy. Peter has a zit on his chin. I just wanted to bring him down a notch. <laughs> um, Emma's pink, like, ombre-esque, like, long sleeve shirt was interesting. I mean, it was fine. She's so pretty. She could, like, make anything look good. But I'm like, this is not, this is such, like, a shirt of the time, but it's not a good shirt. Also, she, at one point, is wearing a white skirt with, like, a baby blue long sleeve shirt with, obviously, one of those, like, lacy white tank tops layered underneath. That was very of the time. You mean a cami? Yeah, a cami. But it was, like, but everyone had, like, 
white camis with like lace around like the borders yeah no that was like that was that was look. like the staple like you have to wear an undershirt with every shirt you wear and it's that shirt it's always and it's that like shirt. always pe- like there's lace peeking out of the bottom of your shirt and, and lace, lace peeking out at the top always that was the that was the vibe like you had to have one of those shirts yeah it wasn't so much my thing but it was definitely like the look oh i definitely dressed like that i was definitely very american eagle at this point that does time. not surprise me and i had like multiple of those shirts i love that about you that's my favorite i love it so much i like lived in american eagle not abercrombie as much but i was like a thousand percent american you were a lot like my friend danielle (laughs) i i like i feel like this is like an off mic conversation (laughs) have you met my friend danielle i don't think so no you met her at my last christmas party because she came with her husband oh right so i met her very briefly you met her for a little bit but you were very much like my friend danielle um also speaking of american eagle peter is just living in all of the american eagle polos in this entire episode oh well his his whole vibe is like preppy boy douchey preppy douchey preppy boy Um, for days i know that it's like out of character for me as a human but i really like manny's like one sleeve shirt that says chick on it (laughs) i'm like this seems like not a thing i'd like but i love it also manny always looks really good when she's just wearing like low-rise jeans with like a tight like fitted t-shirt yeah it's a good look for her and she needs to stick to it instead of trying to like like i i respect someone trying to jump out of their comfort zone fashion wise but like girl just like just like buy a thing that fits you well that you look good in find what works for you Mm -hmm. and this is coming from a person who literally has no idea what works for them and dresses like a slutty lumberjack like i don't (laughs) know i don't know what i'm doing i'm just here to judge yeah i mean obviously that's what we all do um i like marco's sporty jacket cool marco oh yeah yeah i like the sporty jacket i like it when it's zipped up and i like it when it's not zipped up he looks good in it he looks good in it with it i like when i especially like when it's like zipped all the way up to his neck Mm -hmm. i thought that was a good time it looks good um Paige's butterfly choker is giving me (laughs) life it's just strings and then like in the front it's tied as a butterfly and i love it um Emma's LBD for her party. Goddamn. She looks great in it, but I'm not a fan of it, if that makes sense. I get it. It's like, because it has, it's like, it's kind of like a mermaid cut, but it's short. Yeah. And I also just am not a fan in, of any kind of mermaid cut dress in general. She can I don't pull it like off, them. though. She can pull it off, but it's like only her body type can pull off the dress that she wore. Which is it like would look I guess terrible on anybody else. Which I guess like more reason for her to wear it. That's true. I don't know. I liked it. It looked but good I, on her. I like. I would not wear it, and no. I would not. Requ- I would not suggest pretty much anyone else wear it. But she looked good. It's like one of those dresses where it's tightest around your hips, so it will only look good on you if you are super skinny, because it's tightest on you at your widest point. It's like exactly. it's like also something Marissa Cooper from the OC would wear. Yes, for sure. Um, oh my God, when they're in the play, I actually love Marco and his Shakespearean garb. I wrote that too. But Craig has like collars for days. I thought he was in a Crucible scene. It looked terrible. Yeah, he didn't look Shakespearean. He looked no, like a he Puritan. Looked like he was in the Crucible. He looks like every dude that I met when I went to Salem. <laughs> <laughs> he looked like every like weird cosplayer. Yeah. Um, that's all I got. Me too. Not a ton of fashion. No, no. 
Um, I mean, so, that was still a lot for like a 20 minute episode. That's true. Well, they did dress up in costume. True. Um, but anyway, <laughs> we're still not even past the theme song, but they're like at the breakfast table and his dad starts talking about like what Marco's plans for the future are. And he's like, you're going to work in my print shop, right? And then Marco's like, no, dad, I want to go into social work. We've talked about this. But then his dad is like, oh, no, social work's not good. Like your cousin, whoever is doing social work. And he's like, like he's basically implying that he's gay without saying gay. Yeah. And he's like, so basically his whole vibe right now is social work is for gay people, which is crazy. Which is insane. (laughs) Which is bonkers. Also, my roommate who was on this podcast, Marissa, has a degree in social work. Not gay. Social work has nothing to do <laughs> with your sexuality. To... Also, which I feel like yeah. I don't need to explain. No. And then he keeps going off about how, like, like raising a, a gay person is just so horrible. Like, what kind of... Like, I would never want one in my house. Like, la, 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 la. And Marco, like, almost starts to be like, well, you know what? And then he's like... And then he's like, immediately backs down. He's like, I need to go to rehearsal. Poor Marco. I have one note about this whole scenario other than like just general feelings about everything that's happening. Because like I want Marco to come out to his dad and I want his dad to be nice about it. And it just like it's not going to happen. And anytime his dad is like queers, I'm like, fuck everything. Mm. Um, But I also wrote like, why do people on TV shows and movies like always insist on their like children following in their footsteps yeah he's like you're taking over my business right i don't know anyone who's done that like my dad like until until like personal things my dad owned his own business for a very long time and like never once in mine or my brother's like growing up was he like when i retire you guys are gonna take over the family business like no, that was never going to be a thing. No. I don't know anyone in the real world that that has ever happened to. I feel to. like that was probably more of a thing, like, generations ago. Like, I think both of my grandfathers felt that kind of a pressure. Like, I know my on my mom's side, my grandpa, his father had a family business and wanted my grandpa to take over. But my grandpa was like, no, I'm going to be a professor and didn't take over the business is this the grandpa that i know no my this is my grandpa who is no longer living and but then on my dad's side his my grandpa there his dad was a doctor and i think that was like a multi-generational thing and on that hand my grandpa is a doctor and like but like that isn't even a family business that's just kind of like an occupational thing yeah but i feel like it's like a way older generation thing that maybe happens but i don't know anyone now who is like you're taking although my stepdad has a business and i think he really wants his son to try to take over it but i don't know if that's gonna happen yeah i just i feel like it's never like a thing that i see in life like i know that like richard gilmore was like or like Christopher Hayden on the Gilmore Girls, his dad was like, you're going to take over my family, over our like insurance business. But you know what's weird is that Richard Gilmore never told Lorelai that she should take over his business, it which I think is sexist. sexist. Thing. It's definitely sexist. Yeah, I think it's like more, I think it happens way more on TV than it does in real life. Like the whole trope of being like, I'm going to add and sons to the end of my business because I want you to take over. And it's like a whole fucking thing. Um, But yeah, it's I don't uh, I think it's just like the thought of like continuing your legacy of like making a mark and like 
like passing things on i like get it but i don't actually know how often that this happens i mean real life my old boss at my high school like my longest high school job i worked at a jewelry store for like four years um my boss's dad had a jewelry store called i'm not gonna name the jewelry store um (laughs) but it was like his last name and sons yeah and then my boss his his brother took over that business and my boss opened basically the same exact business with just the same name without and sons instead of and sons he put jewelers mm-hmm. um because it was like their last name so last name jeweler jewelers and like opened his own separate establishment that was the same exact thing <laughs> and i was like what what okay that's yeah fine. whatever it's fine it's i don't fine. know i think but it's all i think it's just like depends on what line of work you're in but yeah i don't know i don't know how often this actually happens um i feel like it happens less now because it's just like not always realistic like like people i feel like i hope people are more open to like their children wanting to do whatever they want to like do rather than forcing them to do what you want them to do but i don't know i think it's probably a case-by-case thing totally holland we are 17 and a half minutes in we haven't reached the theme song (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so this is so like we're at the theme song now like they had their thing we watched spinner he be sad alone <laughs> it was hilarious we laughed be we cackle every time every time last episode cody be cackled with us it was oh, great it was so good it was nice to have another person there to laugh it's just, just like verify that that's the best thing that's ever happened be um the and then after the theme song <laughs> we're like we're like in the gym and people are like on stage practicing for things i'm like my like my streamer conscious notes is like wait what is this play drama festival hamlet like what's happening since when is snake in charge of drama where is queen kwan in this whole scenario is my question seriously where is queen kwan so there's a drama there's a drama festival happening at degrassi and it's very dramatic and apparently marco's like scene is hamlet and he's like nervous and freaking out about it and craig is like wait no like marco don't worry about it it's not like you're the main character like nothing's riding on you oh wait you're playing hamlet everything is riding on you like joking around buddy buddy and then i wrote craig is a beautiful beautiful asshole (laughs) (laughs) he's like that's exactly the kind of flirting that i like from a beautiful human who's never gonna talk to me again and then we learned that like marco basically made all of them like sign up for this festival to like help out mr simpson Kind of, but then Paige is like, why are we really doing this? Is it maybe because of this hot guy tim who's new and he's dark like, mysterious and he's like man. he's like no i mean unless you like that like a dark and mysterious situation and then Paige goes yeah kel turn off and i'm like <laughs> i love you Paige. i love her great. so much i just want to be your buddy and then the next scene um emma's like putting up signs for the drama festival and goddamn peter comes up oh my god he comes up and he goes perfection and she's like it's not straight and he's like i wasn't talking about the sign barf all of my notes for like the next three lines are just ew peter stop peter ew peter stop peter and then i'm just like emma is awfully flirty with peter for someone who's never 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 going to date him oh i mean it's such like I hate to be like a person who's like, it's a flirtation tactic, but it is. Yep. It's like, it's a, it's very flirty to be like, no, bye. But like at the same time, it's like, she's playing hard to get, but like, don't confuse that with like, no, bye. And I think that's where things get confusing with people. Yeah. It's Berg. 
I've had wine, so I want to talk about rape culture. You have to stop me. <laughs> um, but then, so they have that, like, thing. And then we're in the hallway in a different part of school. And Tim gets slammed into the locker and gets called the F word. And Marco sees this. And then he's, like, there. And he's, like, Marco's kind of just, like, taking him under his wing. And they go to the dot. And Marco's, like... Degrassi's great, but like there are assholes everywhere. Like it's okay. Like stick with me. La la la. Like you're going to be okay. And then Tim is like, you're like my Yoda. And he's like being his little mentor. And it's cute. It is cute. Um, you seem to have forgotten that my husband, Craig Manning. Oh, um, oh right. I'm sorry. Like, I totally as over. soon as he was like gay bashed, Craig like throws down his shit and is like, I'm going to come protect this person. And Marco was like, no, no, no. Let me handle this. Which I was like, good for Marco. I was like, yeah. I'm proud of Marco. Because, like, Craig can always be, like, macho guy. That's always his, like, steez. Um, So I was just like, oh, Marco, doing you. But also, like, once Marco intervenes, Craig is like, okay, I'm backing off. He's not, like, overly, like, testosterone-y and, like, let me at him. Let me at him. Hold me back. Hold me back. (laughs) Yeah, because that sounds like Craig. (laughs) But I'm just saying, like, I appreciate that he's not like that. Oh, totally. I mean, Craig wants to help out. And, like, I feel like what I feel like Craig is much more aware of, like, how to react in sensitive situations that don't have to do with women. Yeah. As long as it has nothing to do with women, Craig performs beautifully. Mm -hmm. But as soon as, like, a woman is involved, he's, like, a big fat dummy. Yeah. Oh, Craiger. Oh, Craig. Oh, boy. Um, But, yeah, so Marco is, like, being this dude's, like, gay spirit guide. And it's cute. It's really sweet. I like it a lot. But he is being misleading because he's, like, just talk to your dad. Well, that's later. Is it later? I think it's later. It's definitely later. Um, he, right now he's just like telling him like Degrassi's fine. Like it's like, just stick with me. It's great. Oh yeah. And then he does a sh- like a really dumb Yoda impression. And that's as a human who has never watched a Star Wars. <laughs> um, I'm just like, hmm, even I know this is not great. Yeah. But he's trying. That's all that matters. And then I like their flirtation. I do cute. enjoy it. And then the next scene, Emma's like trying to hand out flyers for the drama festival and like, or trying to sell tickets to it. And, like, nobody's, like, responding to her. And then Peter swoops in and is like, give me some of those. And then he, like, accosts a woman in the hallway. And is like, <laughs> buy these tickets. La, la, la. Like, he's sweet like, talker used car salesman, dude. Here's the thing. He gives a whole spiel. And Emma's like, you have to teach me how to do that. And he's like, I'll give you lessons and asks her out. And she's like, hard pass. And I'm like, dude, you, you got it. You got to calm down. Like, but I also like super empathize because I've definitely like been that shitty person in high school. that has been like, I hate you, but also I want you to touch me, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but also like, okay. So the deal with. She's this, like, my best friend hates you. Like we can't. Which and I'm is like, like, so not the issue. Like also he's a sexual predator. Sexual. God damn. talking about like we talked about this a lot in the last episode where like everyone's perception of what happened is so is so kind of off from like the reality of the situation well it i mean it goes back to what we said in the last episode where it's just like these people are just like not aware of rape culture and what that does to your society right you know but besides like the realness of that situation my biggest note is so Peter is like 
yeah, well, I picked it up for my dad. He's a car salesman. And now like I'm of course. And no, no, not of course, because now I'm confused. <laughs> because he's a car salesman, but he's like, he has all this money. And also, he left his mom for an intern. Who interns at a car dealership? <laughs> who knows? That's a terrible choice. That's a bad move. Like I, I don't ex- know anyone who would intern at a car dealership. Like maybe at a garage as an apprenticeship. But that's that I get. not the same but thing. But that is not the same thing. I can see it being either. I can see it being he owns multiple dealerships and he like w- manages them and works in an office and but does something like that. But he's a car salesman. He's not like an owner of dealership conglomerate. And also, why do I all mean, of the men who have jobs. How would he know? I don't know. But why difference. do all of the men on this show, they either work as teachers or as car salesmen or as doctors end of list well marco's dad works at a printer yeah but that's like really vague (laughs) and liberty's dad is a lawyer there are holes in my theory but i'm just saying it's weird it's weird that there's so much overlap and it's weird that manny's dad has a probably a very working class job yeah but nobody has told us about it no we don't know what it is we don't know what it is we just know that he's mad all the time yeah well spike is a hairdresser not a man oh you're talking about men sorry talking about dads dads exclusively yeah i don't get it but um yeah what i but i mean that's just that's like a nonsense theory um but what i'm really confused about it's like how does his dad have all this money to just like gift him whatever? I think I bet he is a like luxury car salesman. Okay. Luxury, he, I bet he like owns. He owns the dealership. A luxury car dealership or like multiple luxury car dealerships because you can make that. fucking bank doing that. That's true. I get that. Like that makes one sense. Of the, I think one of the real housewives of wherever it's probably Orange County. I think. Her husband. I only definitely not. I only know this because I used to live in Orange County. My mom told me that like she pointed out a Mercedes dealership and they're like, oh, that's the one that that guy owns. He's like the husband of that real housewife, like one of the housewives on some show. The real husband of Beverly Hills. Most of the most of the men are well, not like famous, famous, but like the one guy is fucking what's his name? Frazier. Well, they're not married anymore. Kelsey Grammer. Yeah. But still, they were. Yeah. When she was on the show. And Bella and Gigi Hadid's mom is on it. That's true. That's true. And I don't know what their dad does, but I think he's like, he's obviously uber rich. Um... But we, yeah, we got we got sidetracked. We got um, real sidetracked. But I think. But the intern thing still doesn't. The make intern sense. thing does not hold up. But I like car salesman. I bet he owns like luxury car dealerships because you can make a lot of money doing that. Also, on the OC, there's another example of a dad who like owns a luxury car dealership. It was actually Which the dad? episode in season one. It was um Luke's dad. Oh shit, he does. That's a good call. And that's when we find out that he has a gay lover. Oh. Of spoiler alerts show. for the OC. I'm so sorry. I mean, it's season one. I keep dropping my notes. That's true. Okay, it's like I'm real really early sorry. on. It's making noises. Um, fucking go watch the OC. Can we watch the OC? It's on this? Hulu. Um, but yeah. Anyway, so I think that explains the money part, but it doesn't explain the intern part. Yeah, the intern is. I'm still unsure. Unless Miss Hotzelagos was talking about a different ex, so I don't know. I don't know. 
I mean, she could have been married a few times. Who knows? We but don't then, know her life or her s- choices. Or but then after Peter deal. walks away, Nanny comes over and she's like, was he bothering you? Like, oh, my God, I can't believe him. And He's I have a to harasser. S- and we're like, yes, he is. Somebody and I have get to rid say, of him. though, Manny's hair actually looks slightly better in this episode. It's improving. She's improving. Yeah. I feel I like the hair, the hair people, I feel like she got a bad haircut on her own volition. Mm-hmm. Like between like when they were shooting season four and five and the hairdressers were just like trying to figure out what to do with it and they finally are kind of starting to make it look better in this episode well it's also definitely growing out by now that's true it's for sure growing out and she's wearing her cool chick shirt that i weirdly like (laughs) and oh and this is when the marco stuff happens so yeah she's like she's like is he harassing you and i was like i got rid of him whatever yeah and then um then the next scene, Tim is like talking to Marco and is like, my dad found me on a gay chat room. I don't know what to do. So I, I so ran. Th- yeah. And he's like talking about how he ran. And it's very sad because, I mean, like real talk, this is like a, a thing that people struggle with. Not everyone is accepting, which I'll get into because Marco is like, you should just tell him. And, you know, he might be shitty. At, uh, no, he doesn't even say he might. He's like, he's going to be terrible at first. And then he's going to come around and love you more than ever. Which, like, Marco, that I'm is like, a you don't sweet know that. idea, but that's not necessarily what happens. No. Some people do. And some people don't. Also, Marco, you're not even speaking from experience because you haven't even come out to your dad yet. You goddamn hypocrite. And he's clearly, like, weirdly living through Tim to see, yes. like, test driving the thought of coming out to his dad through this poor, innocent, like, baby, closeted gay man yeah i mean i think that it's a little bit that but i think it's a little bit that he's like getting off on the power of being like his dylan i think it and it's also just like and it's just like wishful thinking yeah i mean it's also like you kind of want to feel like the more experienced yeah kid i've been around the block smoking cigarettes situation do as i say not as i do type of thing yes and so he's like, it's fine. And then Tim's like, okay, I'm going to come out to him. I'm going to do it. And I'm just like, oh, boy. Oh, Tim. And then the and next Tim scene. and your oh, oh, Tim and your fallout boy hats. I oh, think that's what it is yeah. that makes it's him look hat. like Pete Wentz. It's, the, it's hat. the hat. It's like the beanie with the brim hat. Yeah, it's just that. It's like, but it's like square. Yeah. It's like yeah, square. Yeah, 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 it's yeah, definitely yeah, made yeah, of yeah, like, yeah. like canvas material. You yeah. know, I it's own such that a hat. Pete Wentz hat. I might still own that hat. <laughs> it might be in that drawer right behind us. Oh my gosh. And then the next scene, Peter's like talking to some girl by his locker and Emma comes up to him and then he's like, Excuse me. And then he's like, Yeah, so my parents aren't gonna be there. It's gonna be great. And he's like obviously having a party. And Emma's like, Oh, you're having a party? Wait, hold the damn phone. I forgot to mention this in the fashion notes. The girl that he's talking to <laughs> has the craziest like highlights that I've ever seen. They're, oh, they're just terrible. like they're just like they're very so streaky. They're so streaky. They're like bright, bright blonde streaks in dark, dark, dark hair. It's so bad. They're amazing. They're so of that time. It's like Kelly Clarkson. It is like Kelly Clarkson. Mm-hmm. It's like oh, this isn't meant to like make your hair look more layered this is just crazy (laughs) this is a crazy choice bad it's a crazy choice um but then he's like yeah i mean you're gonna be too busy with the festival right because i think that's another way that she like blew him off before 
And she's like clearly miffed that she wasn't invited to his party. And then he turns around and is like, I mean, you're so hot and cold, Emma. I mean, you're just like a tease, which I hate that word. Hate it. I hate that. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. Okay. So I'm like, here's the thing. (laughs) Han and I have had some drinks. What's the thing? So I'm going to admit a thing right now about this episode specifically. This is when I start to like low key ship Emma and Peter, and I'm not me proud too. Of it. Me too. Girl, me oh too. God, oh can we cheers? Can we cheers? Can we cheers? <laughs> We're okay. drinking right now, guys. Sorry, we've never drank on an episode of this show before. You guys, it's late. It's late at night. It's 9.57 p.m. on a Saturday, so we're fucking having... I'm having a cider. Kelsey's having some wine. We're... Yeah. We're just doing it up nice. Um, I think we're doing fine. So here's the thing. This is definitely when I started shipping them, like, when I watched this live. Yes, This is when I allowed myself to have a crush on Peter. But here's the thing, is right now, like, as a person looking back, I'm still kind of shipping them. Me too! The... Oh, my God. Like, the Degrassi writers are doing it well enough that I'm like, oh, no, I am into this. They're, like, tricking me into thinking what he did was not a big deal. Yeah. And even though, like, logically, I'm like, no, what he did is fucked up. I'm still like, but you guys should make out. Like, that's where I'm at right now. So, I mean, because they they have good chemistry. But but when he's like, you're just a tease. Then you get the flash of evil Peter. Yeah. And I'm like, man. You're like, oh, no. But it's like, but we're also like looking at this with like 25 year old brains and 2017 eyes where we're just like, fuck. Very true. That is Peter, you would not be handled well on Tumblr. 2005 Holland was all about it, though. Oh, for sure. Like 2005 Holland thought Peter was cute. Thought Jamie Johnston was cute. Put Jamie Johnston on like a list of boys she thought she was cute in her journal. That's a thing that actually happened. 2005 Kelsey was still like I like my entire. It's very weird and I don't understand why. But like all of like once I started like having crushes on boys, even though like I didn't really know what that was. I've always like I mean I don't anymore because now I'm like whatever who cares. But like elementary school through middle school i definitely had crushes on like exclusively blonde boys i don't Mm. know why i don't know why i don't understand it but this did not help me mine were more varied that's why i loved nick carter oh yeah that makes sense right and lance bass although this so this episode would have come out when i was i i think maybe in eighth grade because it was like fall 2005 and this is when I was like heavily relying on a journal because I didn't have a lot of friends. Holland, <laughs> I want to go back in time and be your buddy. And we this been is pen pals. And this is when I made like lit like boy ranking lists, not ranking, but like boy like like I think I talked about this. Like these are boys I think are cute and why lists because I like also was really into Meg Cabot and her book All American Girl. She would make like top ten lists of things, and I just did that in my journals and. He was on my list. The guy who played Peter in the Chronicles of Narnia was on my list. Cool. The lead singer of the Click Five was on my list. Oh, my God. My Eric brother had Dill. one of those, like, uh, hit clips of that one yeah, song. Yeah, Just the Girl. Yes. And I had my a- Wait, my, like, most recent long-term ex-boyfriend, like, had that on, like, most of his mix CDs. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. I was in love with him, and I had crushes on boys who had the same exact, like, swoopy, straight brown hair haircut, which mm-hmm. was, like, everybody in 2005. 
Yeah, um, a lot of, yeah. Actually, the boy I had a crush on in eighth grade looked exactly like, uh, what's his name? The guy who played Steve in that movie Sleepover. <gasps> yeah, I think he I saw that at a drive-in. Exactly like him. I'll have to show you on Facebook. I saw he that at a drive-in. Exactly like him, and he, but except he had that long swoopy hair because it was two thousand five. Anyway, it was the look. It was the look of two thousand. And like Daniel Radcliffe was on there. It's still kind of the look of boys I like now. <laughs> like if a boy comes up to me and he has like swoopy emo hair, I'm like, I would you, still fuck that. If you watch The Magicians, there's a guy like the main character has kind of like swoopy emo boy hair. I think that's next on my list because I just keep rewatching Grey's Anatomy. Watch them. It's on Netflix. It's only like 13 episodes. I'm like three and a half episodes in. I recommend it in the last episode. I need the to main watch character that has like has like long emo boy hair, and I think you'd like it. Oh, I would like. I that. like it. I still have. I'm still into it, man. I'm we still into it. Have gone off on another tangent. We've gone off the rails, you guys. <laughs> if you hate this, just like. Fucking tweet Tell us, at us to never and drink be again. like, never drink before podcasting again. Because this isn't like a thing that we try to make a habit of. We've never done this before. But we've it's because we've never really recorded at night on a weekend. Yeah. That's the thing. It's like we'll record on a weeknights. On weeknights or like during the day on a weekend and then go out together because we love each other and we're best friends. Shouts out to Holland. Um, <laughs> Shout out to me <laughs> right here. <laughs> exactly. Um so like we do that but like we never record at night on weekends but like we ended up spending all day with cody because we love her are stacking up we're we're stacking up but also like we love her so if she records with us we end up spending the whole day talk for hours chit chatting hanging out with dogs also it's snowing today and it's like no one wants to be outside and i have all this leftover liquor in my house i also have rum if we want to switch oh my god not right now um (laughs) no not dinner yet not during oh we can order you it's okay we'll figure it out we gotta we gotta record this episode (laughs) so anyway so sorry so truly though like if you guys hate it just like tweet at us and tell us that you hate it thing happens and i hate everything sorry and and i and and i'm reminded why why he's don't fucking like peter and then the next scene we're at marco's house and then tim comes over and he's like crying and he has gotten kicked out of the house for coming out to his dad tim. and then poor tim like poor came tim. to marco he's like i found your address in the play directory i didn't know where else to go why does the play directory have marco's address i have no idea maybe it's just like a list of it's like like contact info for everyone i know involved. that like school directories did but they would have like phone numbers i don't know i mean maybe they had addresses i have no idea i don't know why the play specifically would though yeah i don't know why the play specifically would that maybe they weird. i don't know um weird but then the dad marco's dad comes in and is like what's happening and then marco's like oh uh Tim's dad is upset because he's in the play and he kicked him out and and then Tim like realizes that Marco is so not out to his dad. Here's the thing. Kudos to Tim because we've seen some dumb people on this show before be like, what? And then like spill the beans anyway. And Tim is like, oh, I get it. You're a dirty fucking liar. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But Tim is like, oh, I get it. You're a fucking liar. Pretty much. But he's also like a big enough of a person to not out Marco to his dad. No, Tim is great. I kind of love Tim and I, I don't remember what happens. With I know because when we were talking about we were going to watch this, Cody was like, I hate Tim. Like, oh, my God, Tim, I hate him. But I'm like, right now, I'm like, I know. Like, I think he's fine right now. I like Tim. I can't remember 
I don't remember if he like turns remember. bad. I don't Here's know. Here's the thing: like in season five and season six is when I start dropping off. So like there are certain things that I just don't remember. You've said "Here's the thing" so many times. <laughs> okay, so the ways that you can tell that I'm drunk is I repeat <laughs> phrases. <laughs> I repeat phrases a fucking lot, and also I just like want to sing and watch music videos. Yeah, yeah. We're not fun to hang out with when mm. we're drunk. We're not really fun to hang out with. <laughs> Period. <laughs> Unless we, you're us. We're too busy loving each other. <laughs> Thank you for loving me. Thank you for being there. <laughs> Thank you for loving me. Okay, now I'm just singing Bob's Burgers. It's fine. We're doing great. I Kill love the turkey. Um, <laughs> Everyone's thanking. <laughs> the whole world's thanking. Thanking us for thanking you. Kill the turkey. All right, I'm we're sorry, doing, everybody. We're, we're fucking doing great. Um, um, so then, like, Tim is there. And then the next morning, they're like, talking and tim is just like being real shady and is like and marco's dad is like i can't believe that he would kick you out for being in a play like i I, like i understand him not being cool with it but like to kick you out i don't get it and then tim is like yeah i mean he just like isn't into it like marco what do you think about acting you know like pretending to be somebody that you're not i loved this i just wrote like i think i just wrote oh shady 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 (laughs) tim is so goddamn shady and i'm on board for it because frankly marco deserves i mean he doesn't deserve like rudeness because we love marco and marco is my fave um but he kind of deserves it because he's he like... He deserves to be called out a little bit. He needed to be called out because he's like trying to be this guy's Dylan without the like actual cred of having come out to Yeah, everyone. exactly. Like Dylan's out and proud and does not give a single shit. Like he's on a goddamn hockey team and he's like, fuck you, enjoy my existence. I like dicks. Yeah. And everyone's like cool <laughs> and marco is like sorry can't come out to my dad <laughs> bye bye and so yeah like that's basically that scene and then and then we're in emma's basement and she and manny are just hanging out and manny makes some kind of comment and she and emma's like yeah like peter because it's like negative and manny's like that's like the fifth time you've been angsty about peter and emma's like i'm just really mad oh, about what she, he did to oh, you no, you know what it is she's like she's like trying to she's doing french and she's like how do you spell detest because she's like all just right we detest and first of all detest is spelled in french is spelled like detest in english but there's an e at the end yeah it's not hard um there's some accents uh i think it's like accented droite. um but she's like p-e-t-e-r i'm like emma we get it yeah and man is like that's like the fifth time you've mentioned him and she's like yeah i'm really mad about what he did to you and i'm like yeah and I'm, sure yeah sure <laughs> and she's like and i'm sick of waiting for karma to come get him and manny is like well it's not gonna be karma it's gonna be a girl because like that's his whole deal mm-hmm. which is a very good point manny is very like she just she understands shit that i feel like most other characters on this show don't get like i think that she her and Paige, or she and Paige rather I feel like they've lived more mm-hmm. than most of these other characters. Like, I feel like out of everyone, like, there are, like, maybe four or five people on this show that, like, can really just be, like, they, like, understand the world around them. Mm-hmm. And, like, Manny especially has, like, vacancies in, like, certain areas. But, like, generally, I feel like she has, like, an idea. Yeah. And then Emma's like, gets this, like, revenge plot in her brain and she's like, well, what if we do, like, what if I, like, go to his party and, like, catch him, like, like embarrass him and do, like, flip the tables on him and do what 
to him what he did to you or something like that. And she pulls out her phone. And this is such like a thing of the time because like I remember my first camera phone. Oh, yeah. I think I was a senior in high school. Really? Yeah. Actually. I'm pretty sure I was like a senior in high school. I mean, it was probably when I had a razor. I didn't get a razor. Mm. I think it was when I was like a senior in high school. Because I had a phone. I remember having a phone before you could text. Oh. Oh, actually, I think I did too. I, Maybe? I had I had a... Because I, I got a phone because like I went away for like a sleepaway camp mm-hmm. for a dance team when I was 12. And my mom was like, you need a phone because I'm nervous. Oh, my God. I had a pager in like second grade. That's so funny. Because <laughs> so, you so had working my, parents. So my parents could like find me. Yeah, because you yeah. had working parents. Yeah. I get it. Um, I just remember that. Yeah, and no. I still to this day actually have no idea how pagers work. It it like buzzes you and you see the number and yeah. then you know to call that number. And I remember one time in like fourth grade, my pagers like batteries were dying. So it was like beeping. It was like going off in my backpack. But it happened when I was like, because when my parents got divorced, I like had to go to like school counseling like every like once a week or something. And it happened when I was at a counseling session and I came back and my backpack was fucking outside. And they're like, yeah, something started beeping in there. So we just put it outside. And I was like, what? It's just my pager. What are you talking about? It was so oh weird. God. That's so like weird. a weird, vivid memory. I just remembered. I love that. Yeah, no, I mean, I, my first phone, I don't think I could text on it. I don't remember texting on it. I don't know if I it. could either. I'm like barely certain I could not text on my phone. Cause my, cause my boyfriend at the time, cause I was like 12 or 13. No, I was 12. I didn't have a boyfriend yet, but my boyfriend the year after, I remember like he couldn't text me. We would just, he would call me and then we would meet up. Or you just like talk on AIM. Yeah. Yeah, but he would like call me on my cell phone. And that's also he used to call me And that was also phone. back when text like you had a limited amount of text. Yeah. You could only on text plan. like a certain amount, but so, I don't remember texting until like mid high school. Maybe yeah, maybe like early high school, sophomore year, junior year. Yeah. I don't sophomore remember. Year, I think I think sophomore. Year I mean, I, I feel text. like I remember starting in middle school, but like nobody really did it because of like the limited texting capabilities that people had on their plans, which is I think why AIM was so big because it was just on the internet and you didn't have to pay for it. Exactly. And then and then there was MySpace, and then you would just I call people. Apparently, like the old interface is coming back. I saw that. I'm really excited. Yeah. But yeah, I know high school is definitely when like texting became bigger. But yeah, so Emma having this camera phone. Like, brought me back. Because I was like, I definitely didn't have a camera phone until, like, junior or senior year of high school. I probably I also ha- in, like, eighth grade. When, that's when I got my razor. Well, I also, like, I I got, like, new technology really late. Because, like, I don't know what it is about my personality. But, like, I instinctually, like, don't want to Just cling to it. the past. Yeah, I don't want to get it. So, I, like, I didn't have a smartphone until, like, college. Like, I didn't like, either. Mid, to, like, late college. I got one my freshman year but i all my like smartphones initially were hand-me-downs from my mom i got a blackberry torch in my (laughs) in at like at the end of like in over the summer um before my junior year of college i didn't get a smartphone maybe until after college oh wow i got i had an iphone one in my first year of college because my mom because my mom 
gave it to me because she was already on to like the three or whatever was out at the time. And I had that forever. I just kept having hand-me-downs from my mom until like the iPhone 5 or something. You know, my, I don't know. My dad never wanted me to have the new thing because it was always overpriced. And I that's also true. like immediately rejected like anything. I just wanted like cute tiny phones and that's like all I had. I had like the little tiny phones. Um, but like I didn't, I definitely didn't have a camera phone until like junior or senior year of high school. Um, but yeah, so Emma's like my phone and Emma's like, <laughs> and Manny's like, what are you going to call somebody? And she's like, no, it's a camera phone. And I'm like, you guys, this is my favorite. That's thing. back when like you couldn't assume that someone's phone had camera no, it was, capabilities. It was, it was a, like a novelty. It was a BFD. Yeah. It was major if somebody I had a camera phone. I remember it was just huge. It was like just it was major if someone had a remember when video ipods came out that was a huge deal huge it was oh, a huge man. deal i miss my ipod uh i still have mine but it's real shitty i just use my phone for everything now what has That's happened true. to me but anyway so she's talking about her camera phone which like made me so happy and she's like and revenge time and then they like, but i'm like this five. is not for manny this is for you you're like so like no Here's the thing. Emma is like, I did it again. All right. So Emma is like classic, like kind of shitty high school girl where she's like not a great friend. And she's just just she's just super duper selfish. She's super selfish, which is I mean, honestly, if you're in like when you're but at like that it, age, like, it's, yeah, you get a pass. Like if you're doing it like in college, post college, like get it the fuck together. Mm-hmm. But like if you're still high in high school, school and earlier, like, like I, I doesn't make it less shitty, but I get it. I super get. I mean, it, it, I, I don't even know if it doesn't make it less shitty. Like it's still like it makes I'm it like, more excusable. It definitely does. It makes it work because you. you're like a child. Is, I don't even know. Like it's not great. Like I know objectively it's not great, but at the same time I'm like, how shitty is it? Like if someone like fucked me over in high school, I am not going to hold that grudge today because I'm like, that's true. We were babies and stupid. Except what Peter did was not. No, it's good. it's different if you're a sexual predator. Yeah, like, I'll hold like crimes against you, <laughs> right? That's <laughs> fucking fair. But if you're like kind of a dick, like if you're like just being selfish, cool. Yeah, that's fine. Like yeah. you're a baby. And kids are exclusively looking out for themselves. A hundred percent. They're you all get, assholes. You get, Everyone's as long an as asshole you're not in like, high school. Exactly. As long as you're not like a fucking like sexual predator, like whatever you're doing in high school, like I feel like you have a right to be forgiven for. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Like if you're like murdering and raping people, no. But like if you're like if you're just like kind of being a selfish dick bag, like like that's fine. like par for the course. Like I'm not mad at dudes that I dated in high school who were mean to me and vice versa because that would be fucking stupid. Yeah, yeah. Um. So the next scene, we're at the school. I think it's like right before the play shit happens, and Marco is talking to Paige, and he's like. He's like, I feel so bad about what happened with Tim. Well, first he says, Tim stayed over last night. And Paige is immediately like, did you use protection? And I'm like, I just love how open with like any sort of sexuality Paige is. <laughs> she's like, she's not like out of everyone on this show. I feel like she's the like last person to like slut shame. She's going to be like, oh, yeah, do you like motherfucker? Like bang it out. Just like be safe. I'm like, Paige, you're just the friend everybody should have. Mm-hmm. She ushers everyone into like the next phase of life. Mm hmm. And, but yeah, like Marco's talking to Paige about like what happened with Tim and how he feels bad. 
and then Paige is like it's gonna be okay especially like when you come out to your dad like you like it's probably time like she's talking him through it it's like a supportive conversation and it's nice she's definitely like she's like she's like you need to come out to your dad though and I just wrote like Michael Chuck's trying to drag Marco out of the closet oh just dragging him yeah and then the next scene is Peter's party and em- this is when Emma shows up in her like LBD like ready for action and she she's looks just, like great she looks great and she just comes on to Peter so hard and is like and she's he's like she's like I'm not sending mixed signals now and he's like what's the signal and she's like green, green as in go and he's like, all right, I guess we can find somewhere to go now. He's like so excited. He's every boy. <laughs> he is amped about the situation. He is every boy, She's especially like, in high school. He's every boy. Oh, yeah. She just struts in and he's like, OK. Oh, OK. Let's. All right. Well, we're doing this. OK. He's every boy who thinks he might get late. And like, mm-hmm. oh. Oh, Peter. And then the next scene is when we see Craig in his crucible collar and Marco's like... <laughs> he looks like a Puritan. <laughs> and it's like right before they're about to go on and Marco's like in his like Shakespearean garb and his dad comes backstage and then Marco tries talking to his dad like finally. He's like, you know what? This is the reason why Tim came over. He came out to his dad because he's gay and and then his dad is like what like i had a gay person under my roof like he's i like, can't he's not staying here again we're not doing this again he's like i can't believe i had a like gay person under my roof and marco's like you got another one and he's like you are like what if you already do and then his dad is like oh um i'm gonna go like find your mom blah 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 and then marco's like wait dad i'm trying to talk to you and his dad's like no 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 no, blah, 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 no like la 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 i don't hear you Basically. he's like so his dad is just like I feel like his dad has been in denial for a long time and he's just like continuing being in denial because he just does not want to believe that his son is gay, which is so sad. And it's very sad and it's not great. But here's the thing out of all of it. I mean, and I maybe will bring this up at the end. Um, I just, Tim's dad kicked him out right away. And what Marco's dad is doing sucks. Mm-hmm. He's not accepting his son for who he is, and it sucks. It's bullshit. Your parents should love you fucking regardless um, and should love you for what you are, not in spite of what you are. Right. And I will, like, stand by that until, like, my dying fucking breath. Mm-hmm. But I've had friends who have come out to their parents and been disowned, have been, like, patted on the head and been, like, Hate the sin, love the sinner. Oh like, boy. yeah, no, that, that, that's a real story. Um, but of all the ways that a parent can reject a child, this is maybe the chillest. Yeah, it's it yeah, sucks. It it could be worse. It sucks a hundred percent. But he's not. He he's he's just uh, choosing not to like address the situation. Exactly. And I don't want to be like, it let's off. give Marco's dad a break. But also, no. like, he's responding in a way that I'm like. Marco's dad one day will come around to this. Yeah. He's Th- just one like, day this will be he's fine. He's just pushing it. As- he just is pushing it away because he doesn't want to deal with it. He's right being now. a dick and it's unfair. And yeah. it's not the way the parent should react to their child being like, this is who I am. Because mm-hmm. also, who gives a shit? No, it's no. Love whoever you want. 
you don't even have to love them. Fuck whoever you want. Just like, like do your thing. It's like, like none of anybody else's business. God damn it. Uh, anyway, so then his dad like walks away and then he's like, all right, I guess I'm going on stage now. And then fake Greensleeves is playing again and they're reenacting this Hamlet oh, scene. Greensleeves. And um, like they begin. And I, then- I love that they are doing. OK, so they're doing the the to be or not to be monologue from Hamlet. That's what this is. Mm-hmm. It's just like the entirety of it because he does the like. Alas, poor York, for I knew him well, Horatio. But they never mentioned to be or not to be. So it's like, it's definitely like the main monologue, but they're trying not to make it obvious that it's like the only monologue from Hamlet that people use. Yeah. Um, but he says Even one line. he's holding from- a fucking skull. Seriously. Um, so the skull is appropriate, but like they don't use the main line, which made, I don't know. I thought that was kind of funny. Um, but he did this one line that i think that's why like they moved it around because like they wanted to focus on this one line that like felt very appropriate which is a little more than kin less than kind which is like it's because it, he's like looking directly at his dad through it and it's like you know their family their kin but he's like not being like kind in this moment mm-hmm. like he's not being accepting of who he is and it's like it's just like a very loaded quote yeah it's it's so television that it's like it's so like appropriately chosen yes totally um but like real quick we hop over to peter's party oh sorry i needed to talk about a little less than a little more than kind no i know i just yeah like this will end almost this part um so then and so then peter and emma are just like straight up making out i'm like oh emma i'm sure you're so mad you have to like commit to this ruse you're just making out with peter oh no and then they're like in his room and he's like i'm sorry i wish i could take you someplace nicer like my dad just like crammed me in here like all the other stuff he doesn't want and gets like too real for emma so real (laughs) and emma's like oh no oh no it's too real it's too real it's too real and she's like i'm also stuck in the basement with like the laundry ever since my baby brother was born and she mentioned snakes bowling shoes which like duh of course he has bowling (laughs) shoes and then she's like did i tell you i dated a man who owned his own bowling ball Yeah, I know. I'm not proud of it. Was he in a league? No, but he was in, like, high school. Oh, boy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> not my finest moment. Um, But also, I'm not totally surprised. <laughs> Thanks, dude. <laughs> but... And he, but then Emma's like, I can't do this. And then she, and then Peter like has his shirt off and he's like, wait, what? Why are you leaving? And she's like, I gotta go. And, and that's then, when we're all like abruptly reminded of like how much of a baby Peter is. Yeah. Cause, cause he's just like, like a, a scrawny little, little nothing. child. But then she like, <laughs> oh she's like God. smile and like takes a picture of him. I think she also kisses him goodbye and she's like, peace out. She does. And although I will say eighth grade Holland was like, damn. Oh, Peter. Oh, no. He has like, his shirt off. Freshman he year, looks so broody right now. Freshman high school Kelsey was for sure like, damn. But like adult Kelsey is like, that's a baby. <laughs> He's a little baby child. He's a little baby. Um, So that happens. He like doesn't have hair on his chest. He's like. Oh. His, che- his chest is like concave. I was just going to say that. <laughs> it's like totally inverted. <laughs> He's a little baby. It's very sweet. But like at that age when it was like appropriate, I was definitely like, no, God I a thousand damn. percent remember talk because my cousin Carly 
also had shouts a out Carly. Shout out to Carly. Also had a crush on Peter, and we both were. I feel like I remember talking to her about this scene. We're like, oh my god, Peter, he had his shirt off. Oh my god, because like, because like when you're that age, you like know that's like a thing you're supposed to talk about. I guess, totally. but like without totally getting it yet, because totally. he's a child. Um, but yeah. So then we hop back and we're like doing the Hamlet thing. And then Marco is like, he says the kin and the kind thing. And then he like stops and he's like, I'm sorry, I need to do something. And then he like stands up and he like looks his dad in the eye and he's like, dad, I'm gay. And just like comes out to his dad and to the world. And I just wrote down, Marco's here. He's queer. Get over it. It's like a very like, I'm like proud of him for doing this. And but then his dad just walks out, which is also it's just very sad. Yeah. But Snake's face during it was so proud. And same with like Craig and and Paige. Tim and everyone on stage. And you heard Paige in the background say, Go Marco. Yeah. And, like, and I'm yeah. like, Oh my god, Marco. He, he has like this great support system. Speak your truth. Speak your truth. He has come so far. So far. Since Pride, since goddamn Spinner like knocking him around. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm doing great, guys. (laughs) And, yeah, it's, like, a great empowering scene for Marco. Even though his dad walks out, it's, like, he finally did it. He finally, like, faced it head on. And I'm very proud of him for that. Damn right. And so then the next scene, like, Manny comes home. And Manny's, like, or Emma comes home. Did I say Emma comes home? Emma comes home. You said Manny comes home. Okay. Emma comes home. We're devolving and manny is waiting for her and she's like okay did you get him do you have a picture of his like flat flabby butt like tell me what happened and i want to laugh and emma's like i got nothing sorry i guess he's not that into me yeah she's like i couldn't get his attention the she's whole like, time she's like i don't make a great bond girl but we're like yeah, you yeah do. You you're do. super hot you got it and then she's like sorry and while she's like looking at the photo that she took of peter also it's so like it's just oh it's such like a relic because I remember when you had photos of your phone but you didn't have the thumbnail you had like the file name mm. or the timestamp and mm. you would click on it and then you could see the photo yep yep <laughs> that's what it was and that's what she did and I was like oh man I honestly like Those I want days. to find my like old phones and try to see like the photos I think that I are donated on them. all mine or gave them all away I don't mine are probably all like n- like never to be seen again. Um, but that is what happened. And so she like lays down and looks at the phone. I just wrote down like Manny's disappointed. Emma's pining. Ugh. Pretty much. <laughs> it's everything is kind of like, like this is not going to like go well, but I eventually it'll be fine. Whatever. Yeah, I guess so. And Until then, things aren't fine again. <laughs> well, I mean, it's always, you know, it's, it's always it's something. Degrassi. It's, it's Degrassi. always something. Otherwise, this would be a boring show. Honestly, I'm and just like boring ready podcast. for Sean to come back. <laughs> I know you are. So ready. I know you are. Um, oh, I'm not ready for Craig to leave. I I need I him know. here being pretty. He's like and making bad He's, choices. His time is limited. I know. I need him here making poor decisions and we'll being super Jay. pretty. We'll have Jay for a while. That's true. We will have Jay. Um, and then, Ugh, and then we're just gonna have a Spinner. Declan was forever. Hot, oh my god, forever. forever. <laughs> but when we eventually get Declan, Declan's super hot. He's the one with eyebrows, right? Yeah, he's got eyebrows for days, and he's a major douchebag, but he's pretty. Hey, hey. Um, <laughs> that's both of our types, apparently. Eyebrows, pretty mean. <laughs> <laughs> got it. 
perfect. Check and check. Fucking perfect. Um, um, all right. So then we get to the final bit of the A plot, which is the more important bit, which mm-hmm. is Marco is he's home. It's the morning. His mom's like, how was or like maybe it's that night. I don't know. Who cares? He's home. And his mom's like, how was the rest of the play? Because like she followed his dad out. Um, and he was like, oh, it was fine. You know, after my improv. So like he's not going to let it no, go. No, he's which not. Which is great. I'm very proud of him. I'm so proud of him. And he's like, it was great after my weird improv. Um, <laughs> and he's like, and he's trying to talk to his dad. And he's like, are we not going to talk about this? Yeah. And yeah, he's, his dad like walks away and he's like, dad, we need to talk about this. This is what happened. And, and his dad is like, I love you. You're the best son someone could ever have. Which is when I'm like, okay, this is best possible scenario for a dad who's a bigot. Yeah. she's. He's like, you're the Beth, I love you so much, which is like not a thing dads say a lot, or maybe that's just like my experience. No, I, mean, yeah. I don't know. That might that might be personally, I guess. That might be personal. Um dads don't say they love you a lot. I don't know. Anyway, um, but his dad's like, I love you, you're the best son a dad could have. This is just a part of you that I can't deal with. And then Marco's he's like, like he's like, I don't want to know about this part of you. And then yes. Marco's like, then you don't know me. Like you're not you then you don't want to know me. This is who I am. And then his dad Which is just like so valid. Yeah. And then his dad just like, I can't and like walks away. And then Marco's in the kitchen with his mom and his mom is like, Marco, like he'll come around. It'll get better. I promise. Like, and I think she's and right. I think she's right because she's like because she's. I, I I think her exact words are he will, which is he will want to. He know will this want part to know you. you. Yeah, you know, and 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 it's just she doesn't she doesn't have a lot of lines. She's always like very minimal, but like her face is like everything. She's always like teary eyed and supportive. Always. And she's always she's just such a good goddamn mom. She's a good mom. Shouts it's like, out, Mrs. Especially just for the situation that they are in. Like she knows how her husband feels, but she knows that she loves her son and she wants to do what. Like she's great, especially just like at handling what this situation is exactly and and that's it, it. ends and then it's, it's like he will and then it's like ends on kind of a bittersweet sad but like also slightly hopeful like yeah. it will get better it's good it's a good time yeah um we've got a youtube comment we have it we have we're ready we're ready to oh we're ready to do it up we're ready to do it up nice i'm doing doing all the scrolling holland you have to do it i'm I'm trying to use Holland's computer, and I am not equipped. I find it. I feel like everyone scrolls in different directions, just yeah. based on, like, I scroll, like, a weird up. backwards way. I used to, and then I, like, switched it up at my work computer, so now I don't know what to do. Um, there is... <laughs> there's... All right, so Shalia Harris three months ago said, Emma needs to catch these hands, <laughs> which is a true fact. And then there was another really good one that I really liked that was about how Tim looks like Pete Wentz. Um, and I don't know. <laughs> someone just... Oh, like, wait. Scroll, scroll back down. It's from Unicorn one month ago, and it's just all caps. We're going down, down in earlier round. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it made me laugh. Fall out, boy. Fall out, boy. Sugar, we're going down, swinging. I'll be your number one with a bullet. Load it, God, complex. Cock it and pull it. Oh my um, god. Oh boy. Oh boy. Speaking of 2005. Down, 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 down. Down, down. We're drunk. Oh, this is not great. 
sorry. Oh, I'm sorry to everybody. Um, things got out of hand. <laughs> okay. Spirit Squad captain. I'm going to go Marco. with Marco, obviously. Always. Marco, obviously, always, forever, for everything oh that happened in this God, episode. God, for the hair alone, we could go with Marco. <laughs> he deserves it for the hair alone. But, like, also... He came out to his dad. He did. He came out to his father. All right. Who's your ship? Is it bad that I want to say Emma and Peter? Oh, my God. So do I. Is it bad I. that I want to say Emma and Peter? Motherfucker, so do I. I mean, I'm just going to go with Emma. I mean, I like, I guess, Emma, or Marco and Tim a little yeah, bit. Yeah, but, but, like, but Marco don't. was kind of shitty to, but I mean, t- Peter's always shitty. I Peter's don't know. Always, I just, I don't know. It's like just something in my gut that I I'm know. just like, it's just, Emma and Peter. It might be like a, like a latent nostalgic, like this yeah. is how I felt when I watched it for the first time thing coming through into me now. Which frankly is the basis of this podcast. And, yeah, exactly. So, I hate it. I'm sorry, but sorry. I, it is how I feel. So sorry. Cody's going to be mad she's at gonna us. She's going to be real mad at sorry, us. Sorry, Cody. <laughs> she's, she's, oh, I'm going to get a text. <laughs> I'm going to get a text about this. I'm sorry, but it is. it is it is my ship, even though I know it's problematic. It's a problematic ship, but I share it with you, man. And you know what? It's like, this is, like, I get, like, also he's off limits, uh, like, enticing appeal as well. That's part of it. Um, but what is the moral? The moral is to like face your fears, stand your ground, be who you are. Don't let what other people think like get in your way. I think that might be it. Yeah. It's a good moral. I'm on board. I love it. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. Or don't fuck over your friends. Yeah. Except that's not what Emma's doing. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) I mean, she is a fucking over her she friend. She is and she of. isn't. She's being a bad friend. But like high school, I don't know. Yeah, I feel you. Um, We've got some grapevines. Got some tweets. We got some tweets. We got some tweets. <laughs> um, sorry, you guys. I'm just doing, doing great. Be the best. That's <laughs> the Oh my god, Spinner makes me <laughs> laugh every goddamn time. I miss Spinner. I think he's he's like the subject of our next episode, so I'm ready for it. I miss Jay. He'll also be in the next episode. Yes. All right. So we Jay have. He was just in the last one with his tiny sunglasses. Speaking of Spinner and Darcy by extension, Trisha at TB Trisha T E E says, "Wait, didn't Darcy first appear before the shooting? How does she not know?" Which, yeah, that's an excellent point. Yeah, that's... I mean, but again, like... She kissed Rick on the face. She's not the brightest bulb. She is a little dumb. I think that's... Yeah, chalk... I think that's just chalking up to her not totally knowing everybody involved. Because she was, like, so... I feel like fairly new when that happened. Like, she was a freshman, I think. Yeah. And... She just didn't know, like, she didn't know everyone involved on our cast. Um, so, I don't know. And also, yeah. she's a little ditzy. A little bit. And then we have another tweet from Rebecca Seaman at Bex Grace. Any chance you guys will do bonus episodes or just grapevines of Degrassi talk? If so, I'm here for it. Um, I mean, 
we don't have a we the as far as grapevines go i don't think that we would do that i mean we're, we're kind of choosy about what we respond to just because it's like some of it's just like people saying nice things to us which we really like but it feels really like shitty if we're just like and you said that we were great which is like very yeah. sweet of you and we love it and Keep a lot telling of the us time, it feeds our ego and a lot of the times we'll like respond to people on twitter already and then yeah. we don't really talk about that on episodes because we just like already yeah. responded so i mean the reason that we're choosy with grapevines is that it's like this is like a thing that like is maybe content or at least like kind of content yeah or like but a we, question yeah but like if you if someone wanted us to do like hey like maybe a Q&A like, type of yeah, thing or like maybe rant about this one specific thing yeah obviously like send that's a thing we can do and maybe we'll, we can do something like that if you want us to do something slightly different let us know we're if open you to want us to ramble we can ramble for days but i don't know if everybody wants that to happen yeah like for a full episode without any degrassi context prime example is whatever has happened in this past <laughs> hour and 12 we are minutes. devolving we really are just rapidly and then another um, tweet from Trisha at TB Trisha TEE because she like caught up on all of our episodes really recently. So we got a lot of good tweets from her. But she was just like, who's worse, Ashley or Liberty? Ashley. Ashley. That's percent. I don't even feel like we need to explain it. No. Like, Ashley. It's fucking Ashley. It's always Always. Ashley. She's terrible. It's always Ashley. Liberty's annoying as fuck, but like Ashley is terrible. Garbage. And Liberty, cool. I usually, it doesn't bother me that much. It's just, like, specifically her storyline right now is infuriating because she's not being, like, a responsible human being. But Ashley is just, like, always terrible. I've only ever really liked her, like, in the Rock and Roll High School Battle of the Bands episode. End of list. Totally. Um. All right. So that's it for us. I mean, uh, plugs. You can tweet at us. At Degrassi Pod, you can email us whatever it takes podcast at gmail.com. Uh, we have a Tumblr, whatever it takes podcast at tumblr.com. Um, we have SoundCloud uh, that you can listen and like write comments if you feel like it. We like it better if you rate and review and subscribe on iTunes. Um, and if you review on iTunes, then we will do like a fan fiction about you and your existence. Um, if you do that, I'm like, I would recommend maybe like being like, hey, can you ship me with this person if you're like the type who has a preference? And then we'll do that because like, fuck it. We'll do what you want. We'll like make a story about your life. Obviously, we want to cater to you and your needs because we love and you. your wants and your desires. You want to listen to this nonsense for some <laughs> reason and we're very appreciative. It's like our service. We're giving back to you. Because for some reason you like us. <laughs> um, and you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Kelsex with a Z at the end. And you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Holland Tacular. And Kelsey, do you know what you're plugging? I think I know what I'm plugging. I super do. Um, I'm plugging a podcast. It's called Sawbones, a marital tour of misguided medicine. And it's this doctor and her husband, Justin McElroy, who I think does another podcast, My Brother, My Brother and Me. Oh, I've heard of that one. Yeah. Um, but uh, his wife is this doctor, Sydney, and she's super awesome. Um, but basically they talk about like weird things that people used to use as medicine within like the past like several centuries. Ooh, it's, that's interesting. It's really interesting. It's funny. Oh, and the fucking the opening like song is... um medicines by the taxpayers and the taxpayers is a really great band so i really enjoy it every time it comes on my <laughs> life i'm like oh my god this song 
I get very excited. But it's funny and it's great. And you learn a little bit. That sounds cool. And they like to remind you it's not medical advice. Please don't drink mercury. <laughs> hey. Um, I'm going to plug Power and Light Press specifically for these totes that they've made um, that support Planned Parenthood. The, they're these totes that say, I went to Planned Parenthood and all I got was, and it like lists all of like the things oh, that I Planned saw Parenthood those. does. It's like a mammogram, pass me or physical exam, STD testing and treatment, information and counseling about my sexual and reproductive health, cancer screenings, a pregnancy test, prenatal services, and access to affordable birth control. It doesn't even say abortion on it. It's like, these are all the other, the, these are all amazing things that Planned Parenthood does. Although, casual reminder, abortion is legal and you're fucking right. Yeah, and you're, you should be able to do that if you choose to do so. But they're like these awesome totes from like that Power and Light Press makes. They're like $15 and all the proceeds go to Planned Parenthood. I bought one. I think they're awesome. And I think you like totally check them out. They're great. Yours is nobler than mine. I mean, it's because I didn't have another thing to plug. And I was like, magicians last episode. <laughs> I'm going to watch the magicians though. I'm yeah. All right. Um, you guys, thank you for listening and being buddies. Um, we love you so much. And have a nice week or weekend. I don't know when this goes out. We love you. Goodbye, Panthers. Bye, Panthers.